Hello, Dan. Hi, Katie. Welcome to Have You Ever Heard Of, a history podcast. Where we talk about people from history you may or may not have heard of. May or may not have heard of. Yes, that's the one. (laughs) Sometimes you've heard of them, sometimes you haven't heard of them. That's kind of the deal here. (laughs) How are you doing? Uh, Not too bad. Not too bad. We actually left the flat the other day, so that was kind of a... Oh, that's that was really a thing. Exciting. That was yeah. Yeah. What did you do? Uh, we went all over the place actually. We were, like just uh, we went to Buckhurst Hill, which is very suburban and full of Essex people, and had some lunch there. Uh, and then we went to South Woodford, and then somewhere else I can't remember. So like east and then, from yeah, London, and yeah. then Leytonstone, looking for potential areas to live in. And, uh, yeah, you come east. The more yeah. east, the better. Come to my land. I, I really like Slatenstein. I think it's awesome. Yeah, there. it's nice and it's Bow as sweet. well. We should look around there. Yeah, yeah. Well. That's on the list actually. On the list. On the list. <laughs> the list of places in East London. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I don't but... know if I can. I don't know if I can do Essex again. Not yet. No. If ever. No, don't do it. Um, <laughs> otherwise, you'll be like, oh my gosh, can you imagine if you were on The Only Way is Essex? Like, oh, if boy. you were the new character. That would be. Character? Is that the right word? Interesting twist. Yeah, definitely characters. They're not real, are they? Not... I mean, but they're real people. Not really but they're real just, people. Yeah, so scripted. I mean, that is what I love about reality television. But yeah. <laughs> It's like Joey Essex surely isn't called Joey Essex because that's just silly. I think his actual name is Joey Essex. Oh, Shall I look it up? Silly. I'm going to look it up. Did you see him when he was on I'm a Celebrity? Uh, no. I just see him on uh, Celebrity SAS though. And he was a... Uh... Oh no. He, I think he did alright on that actually. He had like a bit of a rivalry with um, uh, Lauren Stedman. A rivalry? Him, who's like a really, he's like a badass. I mean, he is. His name is... Okay, and I've looked it up. His real name is actually Joey Essex. Joey Donald Essex. Yeah, but it's, is he, did he change it? Like, is this just like a big conspiracy to just help sell the show? That's but usually what I think on, But usually on Wikipedia, it would say, like, real name... Da, da, da. Like, it'll be no, like Elton John, like, this has gone real deep. name, Reg <laughs> <This laughs> has gone. <laughs> this has gone beyond the Wikipedia editors. <laughs> and, yeah. It's like, this is like a full-on government conspiracy. We've been doing too many spies. I think we need to lay off the spies. Yeah, Otherwise, it's yeah. It's getting to us. <laughs> it's getting to... I'm like, are you a spy? Is this dog a spy? Could be. Actually, this isn't even a joke. There's a white van, Sky van, that's been parked outside our house for like really? a week. Like a week, right? And then Matt was like, oh, um, yeah, there's a Sky van outside our house. And then as soon as he said that, it drove off, oh, not even joking, like, literally as soon, and then it came back, like, the day after. What have we said in this podcast that has made the government want to <laughs> watch us? They're, like, they're really on to spies. <laughs> they're really, um, yeah, all the people that may or may not have been KGB spies, which is basically the other alternate name for our podcast. We have, um, we've, we're doing a test, actually, speaking of paranoia. Have you ever scrolled through Instagram or Twitter or Facebook and this, there's an advert for something that you're like, how the hell did they know I was looking oh, for this? Like, the, the specialist thing. socks or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, how? So me and Matt have got a test going on. Yeah. <laughs> We're testing Instagram. So basically, 
we're, it's my birthday coming up next uh-huh. month. I know it's yours first, but my birthday coming up next month. So we're testing Instagram and we're talking about how much I want a pink guitar. I don't actually <laughs> want a pink guitar, everyone. I have a pink ukulele that is enough for me. But we're just having these really loud, overt conversations near our phones about how much I want a pink guitar for my birthday and seeing if instagram picks it up and we start getting adverts for pink guitars how long have you been doing it for we've only been doing it a couple of days so let's we'll see we'll you know do it for a couple of weeks and see what happens surely it'll be like quite instant though we haven't got anything yet no pink guitars yet but we've got things like um i got something the other day that was like um like a diamond ring because after like a couple of years of like you being on Instagram posting pictures with your boyfriend or girlfriend yeah you start getting like diamond ring adverts yeah yeah <clears throat> and I get I got one the other day that was like a diamond ring for the birthday girl oh okay and I was like Instagram dude like yeah but I guess you, is, have to, you have to you, put your birthday yeah, in and yeah. stuff don't you All that was but still yeah, I don't know. I haven't noticed anything like that, but I guess I kind of just like look at it, look at shit a lot on the internet. So it's just mm-hmm. stuff I've looked at on the internet that popped up. I buy a lot of rubbish, so it's fair <laughs> enough, really. Fair enough. They just <laughs> advertise you rubbish and you buy it. Yeah. You haven't bought a tank yet, though. Right? No, not yet. Not yet. So, oh, it's going to happen though. It's, it's your birthday coming up. Yeah. So. What? Uh, and if we do plans? have to lose to Essex, like that will be that will be the condition. <laughs> Fine, we can move to Essex, but I'm going to We can move to Essex, but I get a tank, and I'm going to park it in the driveway. (laughs) You're going to like it, right? I think it's fair. I'm going to drive Katie around in it. That's 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 a fair trade. Fair trade. (laughs) So you're drinking a tea, and I'm drinking a beer. So by the end of this podcast, we'll see who's more coherent. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're going in opposite directions here. (laughs) I can't drink caffeine at this time of night. This this 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. at night. (laughs) I'm not really doing very well with alcohol. Actually, like, I did go on a bit of a history rant when I when I drank on Saturday. But then I just got really sleepy. That's what happens now. I'll have, like, one kind of... I'll have, like, half an hour of being, like, kind of, like, ranty. And then I'll just tucker myself out. Like a That's because you're officially coming up to your mid-30s now. Ugh. So, yeah. I pretend yeah, that's not the case. So you're going to go to the tank museum? Oh, yes. What else are you going to do? Uh, go walking around Salisbury. Nice, very in the nice. Surrounding area. I think there's a couple of parks around there, isn't there? Or what do you call them? Areas, green <laughs> areas. <laughs> you know, I green mean. areas. That's all you get in England. I was just talking to someone about this. Like in other countries, you get like sprawling mountains and forests and national parks. <laughs> you get you get green areas. Yeah, in you guess just get some like some hill, some like rolling hills and some shrubbery. Mm. That's about it. Really. Have some rolling hills. Yeah. That's it. Well, we're I'm going not to the Lake District. It's nice. It's very nice, but yeah, we're going to the Lake District after tomorrow, so we'll very get some rolling nice. hills and some I like valleys. Up, I like it up there, big yeah. old Lake Windermere. That's where That's we're going. Good, it's a good lake. <laughs> it's a not solid gonna knock lake. It. It's a pretty good lake. <laughs> it's big. It's wet. <laughs> it's uh, you know surrounded by there's green no- bits. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> As lakes go, <laughs> yeah. Lake Windermere is up there, my top five all time lakes. Um, hopefully, it'll be a bit more. Have you ever been to Niagara Falls? Uh, no, I haven't actually. Yeah, so Niagara Falls is really underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> so, we went there last year on our um, epic 
America slash Canada yeah. trip. And um, we got there and we were like, is this it? So, like, like if someone went over in a barrel, they'd, just, they'd be all right. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> die. I know, because there, there have been, like, there's a whole bit on Daredevils in yeah. museum about like, all these people that have been over in a barrel or whatever. But I just thought, you know, Niagara Falls, I thought it would just be bigger and, and like, scarier. <laughs> and so we, like, looked at it for a bit and then we walked around the museum a bit. And because it was, at that time of year, there were no boats, so we couldn't yeah. go on the boats. Which I guess the boats bit is probably the impressive bit, right? When you're yeah, like yeah, yeah. under it. So maybe that's why we were underwhelmed. And then we just went and did um, dinosaur mini golf, yeah. <laughs> which is like around the corner. If you go, which like, was more exciting. Um, it was the best part of <laughs> Toronto, in my opinion. There, um, there's like a big kind of road off off Niagara Falls, which is kind of like a, a mini Butlins. This road, it's got like arcades <laughs> and it's got like the Ripley's. Would you believe it? Museum and a dinosaur mini golf with like sense. yeah actual sized dinosaurs and i was very very excited about this uh, and that's the best part of <laughs> so it's all hype yeah, then basically it's all hype and like it's double hype isn't it because it's like canada and like the u.s trying to hype it it's like mm-hmm. tag team hyping this yeah because like one side is is the u.s and yeah. the other side is is toronto well how does, how does it rate like size wise compared to like other it's not like the biggest falls. the biggest is the angel falls i think where's that south america somewhere okay then man well i'm not gonna bother with that then you've convinced me i'm not going yeah angel falls is in venezuela so but i think that's Do the that biggest. Said, then. yeah screw that actually we really want to go to I south bet there's america, no but i bet there's no dinosaur um Mini golf. No, dinosaur mini golf. Or, or Ripley's. Would you believe it or not? Yeah. yeah. And they had um like you know the tallest man in the world? Have you ever yeah. seen the picture of him? He's like yeah. ten foot or something. Yeah, yeah. They had his chair. Really? Like yeah. his yeah, his actual chair where he used to I don't know, sit, sit. or whatever. And yeah, I stood next to it and it was a big chair. Did he have to take the chair everywhere he went? I mean, that's a good question. How did this? How did he go to the cinema? Probably didn't go to cinema, did he? No. No. There was no. He'd have to sit on the floor. <laughs> I, I, I suppose he could, if he took his chair everywhere he went. But then, like, but then, what if he sat was sitting sat in front of someone? Like, wouldn't be able to see him at the back. Like, the only problem would be it might be like a fire hazard. But I just don't think they really took it that seriously back then. No. Which is good. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't they just take give too a shit back then. Speaking of cinemas, the bad news, or good news, depending on how you see it, is that Tenet has been postponed indefinitely because Christopher Nolan doesn't want to like cheapen it by only releasing it like oh, when some cinemas are open. Which I think is... Re- I'm, I feel like he's doing this for me personally. Like He knows <laughs> that me and Paul can't go and see it at the BiFi IMAX like we should. So he's waiting until the BFI IMAX in London is open so Katie and Paul can go and see it. Thank you, Mr. Nolan, if because you're he's, listening. Because you said indefinitely, I'm just imagining him like never releasing it. Like he's just throwing a massive hissy fit and be like, fine, fine. Fine, if, no. If people aren't going to go Katie. now, that's it. It's done. It's over. It's over. You'll never yeah? see it. Me and, and my, my loyal fans, it's over between us. <laughs> um, he's just going to make another film and then Tenet will just be like... In so, his, it'll just be a have a copy like, on his be, shelf. Is forever. there ever going to be a release of this? No, no. no I told you it's no. over. I'll say it <laughs> and... 
Um, speaking of great people, mm-hmm. tell me about your person, great or small. All right. Well, <laughs> bringing up Essex earlier was apt because I am uh, returning to Colchester for my one what? this week. Oh my God. Is it someone from the anyway as Essex? Have you... I have heard of all of <laughs> <laughs> Very prominent character in the anyway as Essex. Have you ever heard of Bodicea? Yes! Oh, that is a prominent person oh, in yeah. Essex. Oh, my God. Before we start this, can I ask you if you've seen the Horrible Histories movie? I haven't. Well, after this, you should go and watch the Horrible Histories movie where Bodicea is played by Kate Nash. Oh, really? Okay, yes, amazing. and it's I'm gonna have glorious. To check that out. Okay, go. <laughs> Okie dokie. Okay, so... First, a little disclaimer on sources. So, obviously, this is like an ancient person from history. So, the, the sources are somewhat limited. So, basically, yes. everything is back based on uh, what was written by uh, Tacitus. Tacitus, uh, yeah. Back in um, 98 AD. And, wow. uh, Jesus, I haven't read the other guy's name. Dio? Dio? I'm going to have to pronounce it however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> Dio Roman. Let's search that and see if that is the right one. Yeah, Cassius Dio. There you go. Who wrote a um, hundred years after Tacitus? So yeah, so yeah, limited, very limited. However, yeah. um, but you know, he, they they got the main stuff in there, so it's fine. It's a pretty simple story, to be fair. <laughs> it's so, simple uh, and effective. <laughs> so let's uh, let's go. So, let's uh. Bam, bam, bam. So, Bodicea was believed to have been born around 30 AD to a noble family in Cam, Camulon. Hang on, Camulodunum. Camulodunum. I can't do Latin. Latin is not not the language for me. Disclaimer: Dan can't do Latin. Let's break it up. Camul. Camul. Camel Oden Odenum. It's Colchester. She was born in Colchester. She was born in, in Colchester, AD. everyone. <laughs> Part of the Iceni people who mainly inhabited what is now Norfolk, Suffolk, and parts of Cambridgeshire. So very nice part of the country. If yeah. anyone's uh, been up there, it's a beautiful place. Fenland mainly. Um Norwich, lovely place. Home of <laughs> of uh Coleman's uh Mustard. Um, so, who were the Iceni? The Iceni were Iron Age Britons, Celtic folk who spoke a language related fairly closely, apparently, to today's Welsh. So, no, ah. no um, vowels. Didn't bother with those. <laughs> I can't Don't need we have, we'll have a Y. <laughs> Let's just have, have a Y. But... So, originally, the tribe had uh, allied voluntarily with the Romans. Uh, I believe this was both during Julius Caesar's abortive invasions between 52 BC and 54 BC, and during Claudius's more successful expedition in 43 AD. Uh, this gave them an advantage against hostile surrounding tribes, as well as trading rights uh, with the Romans. This seems to have been a pretty successful venture for those uh, Iceni. It allowed them to grow their kingdom, uh, and also, apparently, 
the major the majority of the currency that flowed around the Roman territory uh, was uh, actually Iceni rather than Roman. Oh, so, that's interesting. Yeah. So a lot of like the excavations and a lot of the kind of like uh, you know currency they found from that time. Yeah, it was all I guess. stamped with all that really good uh, Iceni Celtic stuff markings. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, areas exca- excavated around what are believed to be Iceni market towns have yielded plenty of currency uh, and Iron Age luxury goods, suggesting they were the Iceni were essentially making it rain, so to speak. <laughs> I mean, like, just, but with coins, <laughs> with bronze coins. That would hurt. <laughs> Imagine doing that making it rain thing, but with, like, It'd make quite a nice noise, though. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Like, it would be, like, actual rain. Kind of. Kind of, but <laughs> painful. Um, uh, while this, this deal brought undeniable short-term gains, in the long term, it brought disaster. Mm-mm. So... Tensions uh, started growing um, around uh, da, 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 47 AD. So despite uh, aiding the Romans in their conquests uh, uh, in Britain, the Romans attempted to disarm the uh, Iceni in 47 AD, which caused the first Iceni uprising. Ah. So this uprising was put down with brutal efficiency. However, the final battle, believed to be uh, at the fortified camp of Stonia, uh, in Cambridgeshire, was apparently costly enough to the Romans that they abandoned their plans to disarm their uh, former Celtic allies. Um, however, the Romans did install a pro-Roman client king, King Prasutagus. Prasutagus? Mm. I said Prasutagus. that one right. Sounds uh, right. <laughs> so this guy was the husband of our Queen Bodicea. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonder what's going to happen to him. So he was to rule the Iceni kingdom until death, after which his lands were passed to the Roman conquerors, and so the Iceni would be no more. Mm. Only, of course, King Prasutagus had other plans. Big plans. King Prasutagus dies in 61 AD. Only he doesn't stick entirely to the deals extorted from the Iceni by duress. Instead, he cedes one third of the Iceni kingdom to the Romans. And then he sees one third each to his two daughters. So they only get a third of what they were promised. I bet they were really happy about that. They were so happy with this (laughs) unilateral compromise (laughs) that they barged in and just started smashing the place up. A bit of pillaging and all the other grim stuff that goes along with that. Uh... So, Boudicca was tied to a tree and lashed. the uh, Just for fun? Just for fun, yeah, for funsies. Just to make a point. Uh, Are we mixing up Boudicca and Bodicea here? Are we just going for, like, both of them interchangeably? (laughs) No, she's named by both names. I think Bodicea is, I think, the Iceni pronunciation of Boudicca is probably the Roman. So I'm going to try and stick with Bodicea throughout. Um, so the rest of the uh, so yeah, their immediate family members were enslaved. The daughters were raped. The land pillaged and claimed by the Romans. Um, so yeah, Iceni lands at this time were mainly made up of disparate farmland. There were a few fortified camps around the place, uh, but there were a few, such as Warren, but not many, um, and a few market towns. So it was kind of easy for the Romans to move in and overpower the place. Um, they did have a capital called Venta Isonorum. Today. That capital is known as Caestus and Edmund, a village 
in Norfolk made up of 289 people. And that was their capital. Yeah, that's what that's what remains of it. I bet yeah. like when you go there, all of the stuff is like Iceni based like about, paraphernalia. Like a shop. The, the old Iceni walls still exist. But, nice. Um, I don't know I about see those. anything else. Um, so, I yeah, mean so, like I bet they've got like keychains with like Oh Bodicea definitely yeah. <laughs> but like but just sold from like out like just out the front Next, of someone's house. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Next there's, to no, the like, wall. Yeah. there's no like dedicated shop to it, and it just was well, like, like just when you people. go to the Vatican, and <laughs> yeah. there, there's like men with like the, you know boxes around their necks, being like pen with the Pope on, <laughs> or key, like rosary keychain, and you're like, wow, this is. At least they have the, the Swiss Guard in uh, Vatican. I can imagine like there's probably just one old guy who's just wearing dressed up, about seventy years old, dressed up as like an Iceni warrior. <laughs> yeah. Right? He's like, have you oh. come for the war? Have you, come, have you come for the war? There it is. This is what remains. It's a fine wall. Brilliant. Do you want a picture Brilliant. with me in the wall? I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Supposedly. I thought there'd be more. I've got, but... got anything else to do here, yeah, so why not? <laughs> so, what the Iceni needed was someone to unite them. <gasps> da, da, da. That someone was Bodicea. So. So Bodicea had been married to Prasetagus, uh until his death, and so she was known as the Iceni Queen, albeit a queen married to a puppet king. Uh, yeah. And so it wasn't through noble blood that she appealed to her people, but through common cause, through common suffering. For it wasn't just her family who suffered through Roman incursion, but many of the Iceni people. Uh, not only did she manage to rally the Iceni people to the side, but also those of the neighbouring tribe... Uh, the Trinovantes, I think. Is how nice. I love it. a Trinovante. So apparently her <laughs> army totaled like 100,000 people. But that seems pretty steep to me. I mean, what was the population at the time? I mean, I guess they. this was over time. I suppose so. So like at first it started with small and then it like grew and grew because other people would were joining her from like, it wasn't just her tribe. It was like from all over. But so I, mean, I think like, that's like the final number, but I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like even, you say, there are even a hundred thousand people in like Norfolk at that time. I don't know. That seems, that seems <laughs> steep to me. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, if, I, anyone I actually, was, if anyone wants to, to, to uh, yeah, to message any us about like Bodicea historians out there want to correct us on that, that would be great. Mainly because it would be really interesting. Yeah, I would. I genuinely would like to know. I know that like there wasn't actually that many people in the seventeen hundreds, like. Few million, so I don't know. It seems steep. It seems steep to me, but what do I know? Yeah, stop putting down Bodicea, man. <laughs> Such a man. So this is the this. Oh, oh, see, well, this this brings on to the next point. The army also <laughs> included, according to Tacitus, both men and women. Yes, of course it did. She's not going to turn away women. Exactly. She's like a warrior queen. Like she's gonna. She needs her sisters with her. <laughs> sisters. So, his source is from the military commanders that faced her. Suetonius. Suetonius, there you go. Commander of the Romans is reported to have said in his battle speech, despise, he said, the savage uproar, the yells and shouts of undisciplined barbarians. In that mixed multitude, the women outnumber the men. I mean, like, that was the thing about Romans. They kind of like, that was part of like what they considered uncivilized basically women being able to do things oh, being <laughs> there, be look at these barbarians things. with women who 
are allowed to <laughs> these women do, do oh. things. They're allowed Jeez. to like walk and breathe and that one is on a horse. This is disgusting. Look at her. <laughs> She's wearing shoes. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. I'm gonna discuss that issue later on because it deserves our full attention. But first, <laughs> let's finish the story. Um so the only description we have of Boudicca at this time obviously comes from Roman sources, so who knows how accurate it is. Also, the most in-depth description comes from uh, uh, Dio, who wrote more than a century after Tacitus, who already was writing like 50 years after all of this happened. Yeah, that's the um, problem with back in the day, as I like to call it. Yeah, <laughs> in the day, good old days. Well, well old interestingly, days, just but... on this point of sources, I'm uh, listening to the audiobook of... Um, Mary Beard's book on the Romans. Oh yeah, and um, nice. Right at the beginning, she says, "You know, we don't have anything that we can say is like a hundred percent, yeah, the truth. What we do have is some really, really clever people who've pieced together small things of everything. So yeah, small bits of fragments of paper, or small bits of pots, or yeah, small bits of like road and." And buildings and stuff. So if you bring all the, all the things together, so it is these two guys, but, you know, historians would have also brought in, like, I don't know, weapons that they found. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, there's stuff backs it up, but it's and, not necessarily, like, going to be, a it's never going to be 100% the truth. And that is why we need time travel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's coming. One, It's coming to... Uh... To, to Cinemani. <laughs> Unlike Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> In the form of Back to the Future. So, yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she is said to have piloted a chariot upon which her two daughters um, also rode. So I'm guessing they must have fought alongside her. They must have been getting some like full-on personal revenge. Are they like teenagers? Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah. Good for them. Just get a bit I mean, of what revenge. way to grow up. Yeah. Um, so she's described as tall with tawny hair hanging down below her waist uh, a harsh voice and a piercing glare tawny hair that's interesting because obviously she's often depicted ginger right yeah red yeah, hair yeah the, uh, the, the, yeah the classic Celt hair with the Kate Nash look yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, uh, he writes that she habitually wore a large golden necklace a colourful tunic and a thick cloak fastened by a brooch. Habitually? Like, that's kind of weird. I was just thinking that. What yeah, a habitual weird, thing to yeah. have. Uh, <laughs> which which Bodicea? Oh, you know, the one with the with the gold <laughs> chain. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, she was your ideal warrior woman. An ideal yeah. general. And in many ways, Amazonian. Amazonians. I was reading an interesting, through my studies of this, um, I, I like article on Amazonians and how they weren't mythological, but they were actually just kind of like from like the Russian steppes and like around Iran. Oh. Just really good like horse archers, which is really interesting. interesting. That's, think... it's, yeah. I mean, it's a really interesting description of her. The, the way that I imagine her, it's kind of like a character from Game of Thrones. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. With that it's kind of like, like the Jon Snow or like it's kind of like Sansa Stark kind of look. Yeah. But then dressed, um, kind of dressed like Braveheart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, and still is, cold in England. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she probably did have some kind of coat. Especially, like, up in the fens. 
<laughs> so it's like it's cold, it's wet. It's wet. There's yeah. no they don't they didn't even have mustard then, so I mean like, <laughs> nothing to keep me warm. Then why does she even want this bit of England? <laughs> don't even have mustard. And so with her one hundred thousand troops, men and women, obviously, at mm-hmm. command, she advanced upon her first target. <gasps> Camulodunum or Colchester. Yes. Colchester. <laughs> then the then capital of Roman Britain. So, it turns out Colchester has changed very little in the, <laughs> in the like in the centuries that have passed. So this back then, Colchester was apparently a city for veterans of Rome's imperial army and a garrison town. Uh, so the town attracted particular particular attention from Bosia because it was close by. She was born in it, and also because the boisterous vets uh, veterans mistreated locals. Um, so, I, also I mean, like, like the capital. pretty similar now. Like, go out on a, a Friday night in Colchester. <laughs> people get sad around by. Bodicea would be shot and appalled. <laughs> um, uh, and also, uh, a temple to the um, dedicated to the former Emperor Claudius had been erected there at local expense, so taxation through taxation, and uh, yeah, just yeah. basically making those Iceni's build it. So yeah. Despite all this, the town was totally ill-prepared for the attack. Sure, it had the walls. The walls are still there, if you go there. I recommend it, everyone go to Colchester, by the way. It is, it is quite a cool uh, Yeah, you've town, never taken like, me to Colchester. And we've known each other since, like, for, like three, four years. That's true, yeah. You, you've yeah. never taken me to Colchester. I feel well, so... I will. It's on the list. <laughs> you can come to Enfield anytime you want. <laughs> I think I have been to Enfield. I've been Why? through Enfield on the way home to, to, to Colchester. <laughs> but let's do it. You've got to come down. Check out the Roman car, the, the Norman Castle, the the, the temple. Not, not much remains of the temple. Oh, but okay, yeah, getting I'm gonna, I'll, We'll talk about the fate of the temple in a minute. Okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. So yeah, how does walls? Uh, some of that wall still exists. Uh, however, because Bodicea and her army launched a surprise attack, no further defences have been built. Also, spies have been sent into the to the town to sow confusion and division. So, as Tacitus writes, no foss was made, no palisade thrown up, nor were the women and such as were disabled by age or infirmity sent out of the garrison. Unguarded and unprepared, they were taken by surprise. And in the moment of profound peace, overpowered by the barbarians, in one general assault, the colony was laid to waste with fire and sword. Yeah, so this is why she's like, kind of, she was trusted by her people, wasn't it? Because her first attack was so successful. Yeah, just yeah. absolutely like overwhelmed. I kind yeah. of imagine it like the scene in, um, in a, what do you call it? Um, Monty Python, Quest for the Holy Grail, where they're watching the like, the, like a, uh, the guy run at the guards are watching the guy run at him the, at the, like at them, and he's just getting further and further away. And they're like, going, hmm, "What's going on?" And then he just appears next to them and just kills them. That was basically what happened, I think. <laughs> they were just watching the wall, being like, hmm. ah. and then suddenly it was just loads of barbarians right there. Um, so the temple to, temple to Emperor Claudius um, acted as the final bastion of the defense of the town. Uh, it was besieged for just two days before it fell. Wow. And then it was burnt to the ground. Uh, of the course fact, it was. I mean, oh. like, what What else? I mean, what else are you going to do? That's just the final, you know, 
It's the final thing that you do is burn it to the ground. So now all we can see in Colchester are the foundations, uh, which upon has been built the Norman Castle. But if you look into the moat, you can still see it. And also if you go down to like the uh, the cellars of the castle, you can like still see like remains of it. It's pretty cool. Nice. I mean, I love any kind of castle. So. Oh, yeah. Ruins Coach- or not ruins. Like, I haven't actually been to the castle in Colchester for years. I really want to go again. Like, Let's I don't go. know why I didn't. Yeah, definitely. It's on. It it's is on. on. It's a date. Quick. Get my kitten calendar down. <laughs> That's not even a joke. That's what I have. So, Boadicea and her troops weren't looking for territory. They weren't even looking for wealth, it would seem. A number of records suggest they didn't bother looting. All they sought was death and destruction. They burned Colchester to the ground. The amphitheater... Oh, they're burning everything to the ground. Oh, yeah. The amphitheatre, gone. The temple, <gasps> gone. The old Roman town, gone. The lot. I have a question. Yep. For the for the man, um, how do you burn an amphitheater to the ground? I mean, because like, surely they're made of like stone. Yeah, it must have like they must have had a few attempts. <laughs> they were like they had their like lighter out and they were just guess... going against the stone. Going, it's not working, mate. It's, it's not, not working. working. We need, to, we need got some any, more power. Hasn't got any newspaper. Hasn't <laughs> so got any kindling. Hasn't <laughs> <laughs> so got any fire lighters. Um, but, yeah, maybe, that... I don't know, maybe they, like, smashed it a bit first. Yeah, apparently they took it quite seriously. Uh, well, can any, like, Roman historians let us know how one would burn an amphitheatre to the ground? Like, apparently archaeologists blah, 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 have shown was methodically demolished, so nothing remained. So, I mean, like, they obviously kind of, like, there was a bit of, like, beard scratching going on as they thought <laughs> about it. They were like, we need to... We seriously need to take this town down. So, like, how how should we do it? Yeah, even Bodicea was scratching a beard. She was yeah. like, "You come here. You've got a good beard." She like scratch <laughs> scratch his beard. Anyway, so yeah, they burned the everything to the ground. Yeah. So they've ju- they've just started finding stuff like um yeah, there's the Roman fields where the uh, old amphitheater was, and all that. Like they've kind of like traced out where it was. Like you can't see any of it, but it's under there apparently. Lovely stuff. Perhaps. Um so, on top of destroying everything, they also killed everyone. Every single person. Even Every women and children. single person. Oh, yeah. Absolutely everyone. Just... Actually, they got it the worst. I mean, like, they didn't just kill. They killed and tortures. tortured. So, nobles were apparently impaled. And if they were male, because castrated. And if they were female, they had their breasts cut off and sewn to their mouths. Oh, my God. But why? I know. I don't really get it. I don't it. really like, understand whose why. idea was that. <laughs> and like, why did anyone? Do you know what we should like, do, everyone? Why did anyone okay that? They were like, I mean, like, what should we do to them? I, I don't. Know. I didn't see Bodicea okaying that. Yeah, let's cut their cut the breast off and sew it to the mouth. Yeah, let's do that. But is this is this anyone what got any better ideas? No, let's do that then. <laughs> Just do that. Is this what happened or is this what Tacitus said happened? Because yeah, remember, this is a, a Roman historian, so we really have to take this it is, with like yeah, a it's, pinch of salt. It's, it's rumour. So basically, it probably says more, yeah, it says more about the author than it does about the... But it could have That's happened. That's what he came We don't know with. for sure. So <laughs> just, I'm just saying, you know, imagine it, but don't quote us on it. <laughs> Never quote us, in fact, please. Yeah, def- that's definitely not worth it. <laughs> so for the slit, the kind of like, the very, like, thin areas that we are specialists in. <laughs> yes. Probably best not to, to trust anything we say. <laughs> Just say this is a comedy podcast at this point. 
So now, now the uh, the Romans attempted their first counterattack to relieve Colchester. So this was under the command of future governor Quintus Petali- Petilius Seri Alias. You just I put think. a U.S. on the end of anyone. Yeah, no, everything has got to have an end in it. Danis. <laughs> and he was commanding the Spanish Ninth Legion, so made up of Spaniards. Which I mean, like it was never going to work, was it? Just, can't, just look at them. Just calmly <laughs> eating candy like a Spaniard. Like a For you Simpsons fan, few Simpsons fans out there, um, yeah, it was an unmitigated uh, disaster for the Romans. In the battle, every last infantry soldier was killed. Serialis fled with the last of his cavalry, first to a fortified camp, and then to France. He like properly pegged it. Like, he, he, wasn't, he, he wasn't mucking around. He was like, I'm not just going to Londinium. I am yeah. going to France. Like, People are like done. Where are you, where are you Guys, I mean, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. You, you probably should get out of here. Like, it's, Do you guys it's, like cheese? You can come with. It's fucking horrible up there. I'm going to France. <laughs> that is where everyone flees to. <laughs> no, yeah. France. I mean, it is the closest history. place across the sea. But like, seriously, I mean, you could... You know, Morocco or, <laughs> you know, Barcelona or something also, that's a bit more exotic. I don't know. You could go north, you know. It's also written that people fled to France throughout, like, the period when France was, like, Britain's number one enemy. Which just is like, always. Yeah, just constantly. <laughs> Which is constant. going to go to France. It's just like, yeah, but... Are you I think really? We still, aren't we still fighting a war? Yeah, like... Um, yes, or I'm just going to France. Like James the First, He went to France, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, are we okay with them right now? I'm, I can't keep track. Anyway. Anyway. Um, where was it? Okay. So he was accompanied by Catus. Catus, just cat, <laughs> which, but Roman style. Des- Desianus? There you go. Uh, the Pecura... The procurer of the province. I don't know what that means. The procurer. Procurer. So he got it. Procured. So he got yeah. the province. Yeah. Yeah. So he did. He must have like gem- Must have been the general at first. Anyway, Tacitus writes he was alarmed at the scene of carnage which he beheld on every side, and further dreading the indignation of a people whom by rapine and oppression he had driven to respect despair, betook himself to flight and crossed over into Gaul. So he just buggered off to France as well. Everyone is going to France now. <laughs> Except for Bodicea, who now has control of Colchester. Oh, yeah. Well, the the land upon which Colchester formerly stood. I'm just going to call it Colchester. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he realised the Romans had gone too far. Uh, so, yeah, all the captives received the same fate, apparently, as those apparently. in Colchester. What so about the lost... slaves? Even the I... slaves? Uh, yeah, everyone. Just I guess every... so. Anything, all, anything that moves, all appendages just sewed to the mouths. Apparently, <laughs> everything, lovely stuff, boobs, bums, ears, sewn to the mouth. So after slaughtering the Spaniards, Boudicca advanced yet again, and the pattern would continue when they sacked their next town, Verulaminium. I'm renaming this episode in which Dan tries to speak Latin. <laughs> so this town is now known as St. Albans, anyway. I should <laughs> oh, okay. just say the English thing. Just say St. Albans. <laughs> they sacked St. Albans. Burn that to the ground. I mean, like, I'm not been to, is, 
It's a Auburn's nice now. It's I got, accidentally I know it's got went to Auburn's once. There. Accidentally got on the was wrong it? train, and it was a fast train to St Auburn's. <laughs> and I was like, I'm on a train to St Auburn's. This is not where I'm supposed to be going. Was it, it was, was really it nice? stressful. Or was it just a bit? I never was went anywhere nothing? except the train station because I got back oh, okay, on a train yeah. the other direction as soon as I could. Fair enough. I'm going to check it out. I'm just going to check out its Roman stuff. Now I want to just go on a tour of Roman things. Yeah, well, we also need to do our Hadrian's Wall walk. That definitely needs to happen. Yeah, That's, anyway. As soon as this contract is over, Hadrian's Wall in the winter. In the winter. Not the best, in not the, the snow. best time to do it, but let's just do it anyway. <laughs> so, the next target was, Lon- I can say this one, Londinium. Mm. Or, you know, <laughs> L- London. <laughs> So at this point, London was a thriving trading settlement full of wealthy, full of the wealthy and the feckless, not the kinds of people bred to tangle with the furious barbarian horde. The wealthy um, and the feckless. I love that so much. <laughs> so hearing of the destruction wrought by Bodicea's forces, Gaius Suetonius Paul- Paulinus, head of the 14th and 20th legions, hurried back along the Watling Street Road. Um, he considered making a stand. He considered making a stand against the Iuracini in the city, but after seeing the mauled remnants of the Spaniards, he thought better of it. As Tacitus writes, at first Paulinus hesitated as to whether to stand and fight there. Eventually, his numerical inferiority and the price only too clearly paid by the divisional commander's rashness decided him to sacrifice the single city of Londinium to save the province as a whole. Unmoved by the lamentations and appeals, Suetonius gave the signal for departure. The inhabitants were allowed to accompany him, but those who stayed because they were women, just like constant, just like bashing women, or old or attached to the place, were slaughtered by the enemy. So like Colchester, London was burnt to the ground. Where would they all go as well? Where would like... The whole of Londinium go. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I guess, yeah. Some, like, a whole procession just followed him. They're just like, some people were like, oh man, I can't, I've got a broken leg. Fuck you then, sorry, you're staying here. Yeah. It's over for you. I- I'm a woman. Or just, or apparently, we- all women. <laughs> just like, I'm like, I'm pretty fit. I can probably come with you. Now you're, you know, you're a woman. No, you cannot, you are not capable of walking. I mean, like, I, I, I walked here from, I walked here from <laughs> Wales, like, yesterday. No, honestly, you are not capable. <laughs> stay of this, here. So you're have to shh, stay. Just shh, shh, shh. Now we come to the final defeat. So, although Paulinus left London, he was not finished yet. After gathering reinforcements, he returned to face Bodicea in what would be her final battle, the Battle of Watling Street. Uh, now, yes. the location of this battle is not actually known. Historians place it somewhere between London and Roxeter in Shropshire, so that's quite a distance, really. However, popular folklore places the battle at King's Cross, and because that is just down the road from where I live at the moment, I'm going to say that's where it happened. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the most fun. <laughs> so, Paulinus had been fi- uh, finishing off the last of the Druids in Wales. So, although massively outnumbered, <laughs> these men were hardened bastards with little mercy left in them. Wait, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> He'd just been finishing off the druids just in Wales. Do, doing doing away with the last of them. Okay, I just check him, that's what you said. Just <laughs> check him. So he chose ground that best suited them, offering wooded cover to their flanks. Before the battle, Boudicca drove before her ranks and delivered a speech worthy of the greatest war films ever made. Braveheart, 
Aragorn during the Battle of Gondor. All the good ones. <laughs> All the so real she said, ones. <laughs> this, she said, is not the first time the Britons have been led to battle by a woman. But now, she did not come to boast the pride of a long line of ancestry, nor even to recover her kingdom and the plundered wealth of her family. She took to the field like the meanest among them to assert the cause of the public liberty and seek revenge for her body, seamed with ignominious stripes and her two daughters infamously ravished. From the pride and arrogance of the Romans, nothing is sacred. All are subject to violation. The old endure, the scourge and the virgins are deflowered. But the vindictive gods are now at hand. A Roman legion has dared to face the warlike Britons with their lives they paid for their rashness. Those who survived the carnage of the day lie poorly hid behind their entrenchments, meditating nothing but how to save themselves. From the din of preparation and the shouts of the British army, the Romans even now shrink back with terror. What will be their case when the assault begins? Look round and view your numbers. Behold the proud display of warlike spirits and consider the motives for which we draw the avenging sword. On this spot we must either conquer or die with glory. There is no alternative. Though women, my resolution is fixed. The men, if they please, may survive with infamy and live in bondage. I mean, like, I don't know about you, I would be pumped after that. I would be so... I am... I'm just going to... Yeah, I'm just going to listen to that. Maybe not you saying it. <laughs> it's a little bit... Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do it. Just put it into like the Google Translate thing and then it's just Google saying it. Yeah. yeah. No, to me every say. morning. <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just bang yourself, bang. What have you got? Like a shield. This will do is a shield, this pillow. It doesn't really make the same right noise. It's not just the same, get like a it? like a saucepan and a wooden spoon yeah. and just start banging. <laughs> and I'll be like, what? Yeah, Matt, why did you rake up with Katie? Well, the thing was, she kept, every morning, she kept getting really pumped up by this bonus ESV. Just screaming into the sky. It was weird. So, Paulinus delivered his own speech to his own side, which, stoic encouragement, I'd call it. Despise, he said, the savage uproar, the yells and shouts of the undisciplined undisciplined barbarians. In that mixed multitude, the women out... I've already said this bit, but... I'll say it anyway. Our number the men, void of spirit, unprovided with arms. They are not soldiers who come to offer battle. They are bastards, runaways, and refuse your sword, who have often fled before you and will again betake themselves to flight when they see the conquering flaming ranks of war. In all engagements, it is the valour of a few that turns the fortune of the day. <clears throat> it will be your immortal glory that with scanty numbers you can equal the exploits of great and powerful armies keep your ranks discharge your javelins rush forward to close attack bear down all with your bucklers and hew a passage with your swords pursue the vanquished and never think of spoils and plunder conquer and victory will give you everything i mean like boo <laughs> i mean like i think personally that although she doesn't win the battle Bodega definitely wins the battle of the speeches. Yeah, which is the real battle, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Screw the battle itself. Like, not everyone cares about... Everyone cares more about the speech at the beginning of the battle, right? In a war film. You're like, oh, that is a good speech. Uh, that was... Uh, yeah, top ten <laughs> war film speeches next week. Yeah? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> good. That's going to be some fun research. I'm <laughs> so, the well-prepared Romans withstood the de- determined attacks of the Iceni women and men. And at the perfect moment, 
Paulinus sent his cavalry into the fray, routing the enemy. So unfortunately, the field had been surrounded by the baggage trains of the trains of the for the two armies, and so with the Iceni trapped, a slaughter ensued. Apparently, seventy thousand Iceni are said to have lost their lives, Ooh. while the Romans received under four hundred casualties. Like again, again, this is, this is rumor. Roman. Yeah. So it's, it's unlikely that the losses were anywhere near as unbalanced as that. Um, still, understanding that the end had come in defeat. Boudicca poisoned herself, run the fall into Roman hands. So is this like, so this is the Roman view is that she poisons herself, but isn't yeah. this like disputed, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. So Who it's like she might have just disappeared and lived out her life. I yeah. know that like the general historical consensus is that she poisoned herself. Yeah. But I think there's some like dispute. I, I, like apparently the surviving Iceni gathered and gave her a, a burial fit for a hero. And then with this last act dispersed and thus... The Iceni were no more. Surely, like, somebody would have found her bones or something. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, but then how would you know really, if it was They didn't write any records, did they? Yeah, and you just might be like, oh, we found this chick's bones. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. Anyway, yeah, you'd just be going, that's just wishful thinking, isn't it? You just go, yeah. there's a dead woman here. That's Bodicea. That's probably Bodicea. <laughs> also, no one knows what happened to the, to the daughters. Yeah, weird. Who, who knows what happened to them? So, yeah, so that's... But I say, why is she important? Well, well, for for many reasons. So many people have claimed her. Like, I mean, like, not I'm gonna go number one. Like, wh- like, why is she important? Warrior women. I keep boinging on about this like warrior women thing, but you know. <laughs> yeah, you've done all the warrior. You've done Bodicea. Wa- wa- warrior women. Now. You've done cool. Mulan. You've done <laughs> like Mary Reed and Bonnie. You've done all the like badass chicks. But the, the problem is, like, for instance, like Tacitus writes about female soldiers and like um for centuries like historians have said oh you can't trust this source like we don't know blah 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 but the thing is like that's the only record we have of it and now now we're kind of like changing our like opinion and be like well that 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 probably does like um show that there were like female warriors and they're like no because of what you're doing now is you're you're now reading that evidence with like today's like um like with today's like political agenda behind it's like but, but hang on, the reason that you're denying this is be- like is due to centuries of your political agenda, like that, that, that like sought to keep women in their place, like the basic like kind of like yeah, or well, weak weak history, or you know yeah. history of like important white men basically exactly, which isn't like how we should do history. History. Yeah. I'm so glad that a lot of academia now, not all academia. A lot of academia is showing history from the perspective of, like, down up. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. is, like, the really, like... It's not a good way to describe it, really, down up, because no. the people are history. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't be teaching history from, like, the perspective of these, like, old white men who controlled everything for a really, really long yeah. time, and actually still do. And we should be, you know, studying history from the perspective of so many different people. And Bodicea is such a good example of, you know... It's not all white men. Like totally, yeah. She didn't need to do what she did. No. But she was clearly riled up by a. The fact that you know she was oppressed. Mm-hmm. B. The fact that the Romans came in and like lashed her and probably raped her daughters. Yeah. And C. The fact that you know she's a widow and now she has like nothing. Yeah. Because nothing was left to her. It was left to the Romans and her like daughters. Yeah. 
And she was like, screw this, I'm the queen. Queen bee, literally. And I'm going to take what's mine and more. That's the thing, like, apparently they had, they didn't, like, they, they, they knew they had no hope of winning. But it was just basically just one massive, like, banzai charge down the country. Yeah. When they knew that they were going to just, they were all going to die in the end. But they were like, fuck, let's go out. Let's go out in style. Yeah, but then obviously the Romans carried on for some time after that, so... Yeah. (laughs) But this this is the thing, like, um, yeah, as she says in the speech, like, it's not the first time that, like, the Iceni were um, were, were led by women. Like, it was was apparently far more um, common than than people make out. But, I mean, like, there's so much, like, um, evidence of, like, warrior women and warrior generals, like, uh, female warrior... Yeah. Generals and stuff. I mean... Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of good, good um, articles I found. Like Bethany Hughes does a good uh, blog post for the uh, British Museum blog. Um, just called Warrior Women. So it's easy to find. And then she, uh, yeah, she talks about um, the Amazonians, actually. And all the like, oh, yeah. evidence like um, to support the existence of them. Um, yeah, and she wrote this line, which I, I think is really good. Women who were quite rightly be outraged to discover that for centuries their real battles have been demoted to the realm of mythology and fantasy. Just so true. Yeah. I mean, like... I mean, have, yeah, just exactly because we don't... The thing is, like, we don't know what exactly happened with Bosia, but we yeah. also don't know exactly happened what with all the other Roman conquerors. Exactly, yeah. We don't, we don't know for sure, but that doesn't make her any more, like, a myth yeah. than it makes them. So, but like... The yeah. yeah, the Romans frequently talk about like fighting against like um w- like women like uh like throughout like Germany like in France and Britain, um everywhere like um yeah I mean yeah I would seem like the Iron Age society was uh was um had much more in the way of kind of like uh, gender like equality and um yeah I mean like that whole kind of joke that's in a that they do in um, Monty Python about, like, what the other Romans ever done for us, and they list all the things that, like, civilization brought. Like, it did. I mean, like, yeah, cool. Got some roads and stuff, bit of irrigation. Bit of um, underfloor heating. Yeah. But at the same <laughs> time, like, it did take stuff away. Like, like civilization meant patriarchy. That was, like, a massive part of it. Mm. So, like, civilization, in inverted commas, took a lot away from, from women. Yeah, and also civilization surely is like defined by the civilization that you're defining it within. Yeah. So, like, who says what is civilized and what is not exactly? Civilized? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like the British Empire tried position. to like civilize loads of yeah. countries in inverted commas, and what? Yeah. Why do we have the right to think that we're more civilized when we're the ones who like the barbarians? Really? Exactly. It's just classic Orientalism. It's a nice it? little historical rant. <laughs> There. Um, but she's yeah, interesting figure also because while she's also like harnessed by like progressives in this way, kind of like as a as a proto feminist figure, uh, and for her like anti colonial credentials, she's also kind of like a massive nationalistic figure as well, like representing fear of outsiders, of outside interference, and she was most use- recently used uh, as as a symbol for the uh, for the Brexiteers. So was I mean, she? like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Oh. Definitely harness for that. I don't weird. think she'd like that. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say... Bodicea for Brexit, huh? 
But I'm going to end uh, with a little paragraph written by Caitlin C. Gillespie, Assistant Professor of Classical Studies at Brandeis University in Massachusetts, author of Boudicca, Warrior Women of Roman Britain. She says, Bredesia continues to feel a cultural need and her story has a special relevance for today's warrior, uh, women warriors, those fighting for gender equality throughout the world. This includes women engaged in the struggle for equal opportunities in politics and the academy. In Title IX case and the Me Too and the Time's Up movements, this reception allows us to broaden our perspective on the concept of freedom, particularly regarding gender bias and cultural conformity. Although the battlefields are different, the message of these women remains. Freedom means that women are able to live without fear of persecution on the basis of sex. There will continue to be bodiceers for as long as women continue to test and redefine the limits of this freedom until such limits cease to exist. Yay. I really that, like that. Bodiceers all around. Yeah. Yeah. If you so see something that you don't agree with, be a bodiceer. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that I don't agree with, we've had a bit of a spike in one of our episodes because of something that was said this week. Really? Ooh, and Kanye West, uh, pre- one of the presidential candidates <laughs> yep. in America, oh, said yeah. that Harriet Tubman did not free slaves. Now, there is some debate about this on Twitter saying that yeah. Harriet Tubman didn't free slaves, she did it for white people during the war, which yeah. is technically correct. She did uh-huh. um, recruit people for the war. However, yeah. this was after she had spent years and years risking her life to free slaves. So yes, Harriet Tubman did free slaves. Go and listen to our episode if you are interested in hearing more about what Harriet Tubman did do and what Kanye West does not know. Thank oh, you no. very much for listening to my PSA. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye... I mean, like, I do feel quite sorry for him because he's clearly... He's got bipolar disorder. Yeah, he's clearly... Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, that is something place. he said. He said that he has bipolar disorder and that's his, like, superpower. But yeah. I really do think that, like, <laughs> he's he's got all... I think he has this idea and then, like, runs with it. So there's yeah. one time he wanted to build, like, a wasn't it a church in Chicago or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is where he's from. And it's like this church of Kanye or something. And now he wants to be president. And next week he'll want to do something else. And... Just like so many things he wants to do with his time. Yeah. So, it's kind of, yeah. He's like, not that I know child. him on a personal level at all. <laughs> I This is what I have gleaned from, you know, the media and watching the odd episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So. <laughs> when I say odd episode, I mean the odd series. Wow. I, uh, I hope he, uh, yeah, gets, gets the help he needs. I also hope that... Is that, is that a terrible thing to say now for like, being really condescending? No, but, uh, no. I, I genuinely mean it. Like, uh, yeah. It doesn't seem to be in a very good place. I mean, he's not going to win. So, no. like, <laughs> I mean, is there any harm in him doing it? Is he um, is he causing harm to anyone? No, I mean, like... Probably not. Like, I mean, some people, hopefully that will just take away votes from Trump. Yeah, is what I'm hoping, maybe. But then again, I don't really like Joe Biden either. Obviously, I want Biden over Trump, but he's not... I mean, I just love Bernie Sanders so much and I wanted him so bad. And Joe Biden is just not very inspiring to me. He's bland, he's a bit centrist and yeah, he likes ice cream, but doesn't everyone, (laughs) you know, like... 
Yeah, he's a lesser, isn't he? Of a... lesser. I wouldn't really call him an evil, actually. That's no, no, harsh. he's still um, the one I want, obviously. Yeah. But um, I've wanted Bernie more, and actually I wanted so Elizabeth that... Warren more, so... Yeah, 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 that's one I kind of wanted. Yeah. It's so funny about Bernie, I mean, like, he's he's just always kind of, like, labelled like a communist. It's just like, what he basically wanted was just... Free healthcare. Like, yeah, just like Free European... Education. European style. He's like, just come social, here, like, it's fine. <laughs> social democracy, like... Yeah, he just wanted, like, <laughs> equality, and everyone's like, oh, don't know about that, it's a bit like, European... Essentially, what we want is just basically what's here, and like, it's not that radical, guys. Like, no, seriously, you would be right wing if you were. Yeah. No, that's unfair to Bernie. He's definitely not. He's our Jeremy. He's their Jeremy Corbyn, isn't he? Yeah. The guy that never will be in charge, but I don't think. Yeah, but I don't think the he left went, like as far as Jeremy Corbyn. Definitely. No, he was never leader of the. I mean, they don't yeah. actually have. Well, I mean, like, like, he, a leader he wasn't of the like calling party. for like yeah. any kind of like nationalization of like of of like a. Um, or anything along those lines. Yeah, down with privatization. <laughs> yeah, because like today, the the whole privatization of the NHS thing got buried, didn't it? By the whole yeah. Russia, Russia, um, Brexit, like yeah. headlines. So make sure you look for those buried storylines, guys. But then again, like yeah, that's a weird one because the government don't really want us talking about the Russia thing either. So. Which one would they rather we talk about? Yeah, I know, yeah. It's, it's just kind of like... They're just damned either way we go, really, aren't they? Well, they're How not really, about... because for some reason people just still vote for them, so... <laughs> How about we talk about dinner instead? <laughs> Have you had dinner yet? No, I'm going to... I've, I've cut it all up and it's in the pan, ready to go. Nice. What are you having? We are having... So, I'm cooking pork with a, with a bit of aubergine, some chilli sauce. Uh, not chilli sauce. Uh, chilies and lots of ginger and lots of garlic cooked with a little bit of rice wine some soy sauce and a little bit of oyster sauce to thicken it and give it that mm. oy- oystery taste a <laughs> slightly sweeter taste and Chinese <laughs> cabbage and some rice <laughs> Chinese, delicious. what's different from Chinese like, cabbage uh, it's it's just generally more delicious <laughs> I don't know it's, a, it's kind of sweeter like it doesn't have it's like a different texture it's a bit like um it's kind of like more like, like a thick kind of like lettuce, but you like yeah, um, yeah, rather than like kind of like cabbage can be a bit rubbery, like mm, it is European definitely rubbery, cabbage, I guess. Yeah, it's not like that. It's just yeah, it's just delicious. It's the best like vegetable in the world. It is <laughs> oh, better than that is a it's claim. Like better than choice. Choice sum is so expensive, but it's better than choice sum. Wow, like it's really cheap. You can get it for like you get like a Chinese cabbage for like a one pound thirty, like a massive one. <laughs> I love how specific ages. that was. One pound thirty. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I mean. Nice. You were eating. What did you have? Yeah, we had a, like a pasta bake, which everyone always comes over and they're like, "Oh, it smells so good. It's so, like, yeah, wow." And I'm like, literally, all I did was put the pasta bake sauce. In the pan with the pasta and some vegetables. <laughs> Seriously, I did nothing. This is the easiest thing to make in the world, but it tastes so good. They are delicious, so, though. Did you like? Yeah. Do you put loads of cheese on it? Oh yeah, obviously. See, that's it. That's the key. It's that's the key. What, oh, man. Just put cheese on anything. Out. Oh yeah, absolutely on literally everything. Everything. Like, all things. I can't think of one thing. Maybe chocolate. Yeah. Maybe don't. Yeah, do that. I can't. No, I can't really advocate that. We're not advocating like that, everyone. <laughs> Um, what have you got planned for the rest of the evening? Um, 
I'm going to... Well, um, we're going away in two days, so I'm going to do a bit of packing. And I'm going to enjoy my empty room because Matt is uh, watching the football. And I'm going to do some reading. I have a new book that I got about Native America because I know oh, nothing nice. about Native America. So maybe next week or the week after, I'll do Amazing. Native American. I did like... I know a bit from GCSE because we did... We did that then. Uh, but yeah, I haven't actually learned much more about it since then. Well, if it's I a good really book, I'll save it for you. Nice. Um, yeah, we should tell everyone where they can find us on yeah. social media, which is at Have You Ever Pod on yeah. Instagram and Twitter. Yep. That's where we are. And uh, subscribe wherever you're listening. And rate us. And wherever you're not listening. And wherever you're not, yeah, places. everywhere. Just subscribe. <laughs> find a place and subscribe. <laughs> And thank you very, very much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.